Thriving in Singleness, Episode 7. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. This week we have Leela Fredericks. Leela, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Uh, really excited about hearing what you have to share. Uh, it's been really exciting uh, just kind of talking to you ahead of time and getting a feel for where you're at. So uh, tell me just a little bit about your like where you are currently. So, I mean, you were one of my young life kids. Totally exciting. I know this, there's probably a little trend here in the beginning of my <laughs> podcast series. A lot of awesome young life kids. You led young life yourself, right? Yes. So yep, I did. that was, that's really cool. I just love seeing how many, <laughs> how many of our young life kids like turned into young life leaders themselves. And that's just <laughs> such an ongoing blessing to see. So, uh, yeah, tell us where you are right now. Um, so I am currently, um, I graduated from Messiah two years ago, and I'm currently working at Community Services Group in one of their mental health departments. Um, I help with a program for adults with mental illnesses. So I end up, in, in some way, they've had their mental illness affect their life. And so they normally come to us and we help them achieve those goals. So a lot of it is like getting back out there, getting a job, finding housing, stuff like that. So the day is very, you never know which direction it's going to go in. Um, and then I'm also going to Lancaster Bible College part-time for a master's in school counseling. So Whoa. yeah, lot, lots going on, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely. all really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that keeps you pretty busy with all the studies and and the work. That's definitely pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely a benefit of being single is I'm also introverted. So it's really nice to be able to have that time by myself and to kind of recharge. Um, But I'm also social. So there's that interesting (laughs) dichotomy of like needing time by myself, but also craving being around others. But yeah, it definitely keeps me busy. There's definitely some long nights, but yeah, it's all really good. That's awesome. And so how long were you leading Young Life? I led Young Life for, I want to say three years, two and a half years. Um, I actually led in the same area as Mitch Kaufman from last episode. So it it was kind of funny that we we both saw each other like, oh, hey. High school. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. Yeah, we led in different um, high schools, but yeah, Young Life was so much fun. Ten out of ten recommend. Um, just the relationships you build, and going to camp, and all the highs and lows that you go through. Um, I remember there was this one really awesome club. Um, that we had. And as I was driving home, I just felt like pure joy. And I'm like, this is, this is what heaven's like. I like, I can bet <laughs> it that this is what heaven's like. But yeah. Leading Young Life was amazing. Such a great that's, experience. That's really awesome. And so besides yeah. having epic Young Life leaders yourself, what was an inspiration <laughs> towards becoming Young Life leader? Well, it's actually funny because 
I remember in high school, Sarah um, was like, oh, you should think about becoming a Young Life leader. And I had zero interest, like did not want to become a Young Life leader. I did not consider myself the outgoing, fun person that, you know, you were in Young Life, Tom. But (laughs) um, I had fun. Yes, you had so much fun. Lots of stories. (laughs) But yes, I didn't end up really, I didn't have a desire to lead Young Life. But then once I started freshman year, um, I really craved a community because I wasn't really friends with my roommates. And all I had to do was just like go to class and stuff. And so Young Life was something that was really familiar to me. And I ended up kind of hanging out with those people and we felt we formed a really awesome community and I ended up going to leadership training just because it was something to do on a Monday night. And then I became a young life leader. Um, God has a really cool way of doing things like that. And oh, it's crazy so how that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was a mistake, but <laughs> it was a really good mistake and <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful for it. I don't know if I call it a mistake, like, I mean, maybe an accident, like you (laughs) accidentally fell into leadership, which is really cool. I mean, it's, it's so awesome and rewarding personally as a leader to see young life students then go and become young life leaders themselves. Like that's just the, the coolest thing that I could possibly be able to witness. And, uh, you know, with my experience in becoming a leader, you know, I came back from LA, I was looking for a way to to be used in ministry. I knew God wanted me to do something with ministry. I wasn't quite fi- going to have it figured out yet, but uh, a friend introduced me in Young Life, and I was very, very borderline on whether I wanted to do it or not, because like, I knew I wanted to do it, but I was on my family's dairy farm. I was working 60, 70 hours a week, and there was so much pressure there, and I knew like this that Young Life was a time commitment to take very seriously, and so it would very, mm. and very... Uh, consume a lot of my life for the time that was going to take. And, and I remember when I was at a senders meeting, which is the prayer group that prays for the young life leaders and everything they have going on. And they meet routinely. Uh, They're going around asking what our, what our prayer requests were. And I had just, you know, bought a sports car in the last few months and it needed a new transmission. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, uh, the transmission just arrived for my car. I'm about to put it in with a friend, really excited about that. And, and they're like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then they go on to the next person. And then they're like, at then after they moved beyond me, I realized that my sister was just in the hospital mm. and I was like, oh man, I am such a self-centered jerk. Like, I can't believe I was just thinking about myself and my freaking sports car and didn't even like praise God that my sister was able to like get out of the hospital and all that stuff. So I was, you know, I could have told you just let it slide, not say anything, whatever. And then at the end, they're like, so is, is there anything else? And I was like, Oh man, I'm such a terrible human being. Like this happened with my sister and she's doing okay now. And I just want to praise God for that, but I can't believe how self-centered I am. And man, God just like broke me apart. And I was just like, this is what I need to be doing. Like this is more important than what I have working on the farm. And so that was the defining moment that, Mm. that brought me into leadership. So that kind of, it was very interesting because 
I I tend to be self-centered and I've said that in my past episodes. I try not to make this all about me. I want to provide value. I have a story God gave me and I want to use it for his glory. So that's the exciting part. And I'm so thankful for the time I had in young life, the incredible relationship I built. And, hmm. but yeah, so that was a little bit of my story. And it's, it's interesting yeah. how you talked about, he just kind of like accidentally fell into <laughs> leading young life. That's, that's, it's, it's such a rewarding experience though. Like, would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I really like how you touched on just how easy it is for us to get in our own way um, Mm -hmm. for what God's doing in our lives. Like I was definitely getting into my own way with not wanting to lead Young Life because I didn't think I fit the picture perfect mold for what a leader looked like. And that's exactly like what God wanted me to be. He wanted me to be a leader. It just looked different than what I thought it did. So by kind of relinquishing control and letting him, you know, take the wheel, um, for lack of a better term, um, I was able to really participate in a part of his kingdom that I wouldn't have if I would have, you know, wanted to control the entire situation and make decisions on my own. So I totally, I totally can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and I know I felt like when I was leading Young Life, as difficult as it was to be single, which is one of the, my biggest struggles I've faced throughout my lifetime, that I knew I couldn't possibly have the incredible experiences of leading Young Life while mm-hmm. being in a relationship. And and Young Life was unfortunately what I had to cut out of my life when mm-hmm. I I did meet Larissa and I knew that was going to be a permanent thing. And so that was, it was very tough to do, but that was the, the reality of it and the sacrifices. And so in, in your experience with being a leader, do you feel like being being single allowed you to do more in ministry and be more uh, more productive in, in, in fulfilling God's will with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, just not being, I guess, being able to just kind of make my own schedule with, okay, I'm going to do schoolwork at this time, and then this will give me time to prepare prepare for that club talk or to you know, go to campaigners early in the morning and then take a nap when I get back because no one should be up at that ungodly of an hour if you're not <laughs> a high school student or a farmer, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I actually had this really awesome opportunity um, to go to camp one year. And it was a trip where only one of the girls, actually one person from my high school had signed up. Because it was just one of those years and we thought a lot of people would sign up, but then everyone had plans that week. So it ended up being just me and Abby and we ended up joining another area or another school from the area. And we went to camp just us two the entire week. And it was just so good because I was able to totally disconnect and just spend that time with her being intentional um, praying with her, going on fun adventures, doing stupid stuff, you know, all that great things. All, we, all those great things. <laughs> yeah. And I think that may have looked a little different if I would have been in, you know, a serious relationship or, you know, whatever. But it, it definitely, being single definitely freed me up um, in college, especially with Leading Young Life, to really just set my mind on what the Lord was doing. Um, and not be distracted because I would have 
totally been in that headspace of being distracted by a significant other if mm-hmm. I would have had a boyfriend in college, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And have you seen any of your Young Life students become Young Life leaders themselves? Yeah. A lot of them went to um, Rockbridge and worked there over the summer. And I have one of my Young Life girls went to Penn State and she is like a part of a club. So it, it is very fulfilling. And it's so funny because they're, they aren't that much younger than me. I think there's probably a two to four year age difference because <laughs> I was a baby oh, yeah. young life leader when I started. <laughs> I think I was 19. But yeah, it's just so fulfilling because you're like, oh, I'm so glad. I even, I was asked to be one of their references. Oh, wow. Just blew my mind. Why would you want me as a reference? But okay, I'll do it because I'm excited. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Does that make me a young life grandpa? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> do you do you want to be called a young life grandpa? <laughs> Uh, yes, I think I do. I think that's Aww. a great term. No, that's, that's so cool. Just seeing the, the overflowing blessings that just continue on. But, uh, oh, you absolutely. Know, so with, with moving on from your time leading young life and focusing on your career and furthering mm-hmm. your education, like in, what do you think God has been teaching you in your singleness right now? <laughs> a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> I think one of the things that the Lord is teaching me, especially with my career, is that he just knows me so much better than I know myself. Um, kind of similar, a common theme from when I, how I just became a Young Life leader without really intentionally doing it 100% on my own. The job I work at is definitely something that I probably wouldn't have applied for <laughs> if I knew what I was signing up for. Um, okay. So my senior year of college, we sat down in one of my classes and wrote down our ideal work environments and our less than ideal work environments. And my ideal one was quiet, structured, working on my own pace. And <laughs> the job I have now is chaotic, very huh. unstructured, and kind of working at the, not at the mercy of other people, but you really have to know your priorities, but also be willing to like go and help someone right away if they need help doing something. So it's just cool because whenever I remember the first week of my job, I was like, Lord, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Like, I don't think I can do this. And whenever I have those doubts, he's like, but literally like you have no other excuse to be there except that I put you there. Like, it's just so Mm. obvious that he put me there. Um, And so I've been there for the past two years. So I think the Lord is just really teaching me to kind of give him the control over my life because he has so much greater things planned for me um, than I could possibly imagine for myself. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, God's plan is the best plan. Like there's no doubt about that. And it's it's just Mm -hmm. exciting going through it and learning to trust in him and rely on him through all of that, that's what makes it so, I guess that's what what makes it like so exciting, you know, and you don't know what is next all the time and just embracing the fear and embracing the struggle as, as Mitch talked about in last episode. But, um, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think are some of the, what are some of the struggles that you're facing right now? 
if any, or do you not struggle? Are you a perfect human being? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what a struggle is, if you could define that, please. <laughs> um, no, so I think something I've always struggled with is just loneliness in general. I think there's a lot of loneliness. I think loneliness is an umbrella term, and there's a lot of things that come out like from under it that result from loneliness. So I know one of the things I always struggle with is, you know, wanting to have someone to like share my life with. So if I have a really Mm -hmm. bad day at work or um, if I have something exciting, you know, not just like being able to come home and see someone and talk about it rather than calling a friend or my mom, let's be real, call my mom all the time. (laughs) Um, But I had this really cool experience recently. I think it was in the past couple months at work where something really tragic happened where one of the people that we served passed away very unexpectedly. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I just want to cry in this moment, but I can't because it was the middle of the workday. It was not very (laughs) convenient Mm. for a good cry. Um, And so then when I left work that day, I just started talking to God in the car where I think a lot of good conversations happen with the Lord, at least for me. And um, I was just speaking to him and I was frustrated and I started crying. And then I realized I had to go get gas. And that was a that was an awkward time because I had to put my sunglasses on on a cloudy day and get gas. But then once I got home (laughs) after that car ride, (laughs) um, not the first time I've cried in public. But anyway, I digress. Okay. After that long car ride, I got home and I felt like the Lord was just like, rest in me right now. Just abide in me. Let me know how you feel. Just let it all out. And I did. And it was a wonderful experience. I felt very fulfilled afterwards. And I felt like my needs were met with the Lord. And it was just such a cool experience because I realized I didn't even have a thought in my head of, I want to run to somebody else to have this need to be comforted or to be heard, met, but I was able to run to the Lord. And of course, that's an example of when it went well. I mean, there's still days that are rough, of course. Um, yeah. But that was just one of those experience where, experiences that I just felt really close to God in and like, okay, yeah, I can be single for the rest of my life and still feel fulfilled. So I hope that happens. I hope I'm not single for the rest of my life. But I know yeah. that, you know, with the Lord as my foundation, rather than some other person, a spouse or a really close friend. But having the Lord as a foundation is so... What's the word I'm looking for? It's just so necessary for yeah. your life to... Yeah, I guess it's like the blind, the blind man. Oh my goodness, the man who built his house on the rock versus on the sand. Um, but just making sure you have that firm foundation in Christ first. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely important. I mean, building a foundation in Christ is so essential, and mm-hmm. building your life on the concept of meeting someone. And having that as a source of fulfillment, it's just going to let you down. I know we talked about that mm-hmm. in the last episode, but it's so huge. And, and I can't put enough emphasis, emphasis on it. Um, what do you think is, is the most important thing? Is it, 
let's phrase it this way. So you seem like you have, have found the ability to be content with wherever God has you. And that, how, that comes with its ups and downs, and that's okay, mm. because struggling is natural. Having our, our personal desires is natural. And it's unnatural to say to God, I want what you want more than I want what <laughs> I want. And that's a really tough mm. thing to surrender and do. But what do you think is the most important thing for people who are single to do in regards of like expectations or what we I'd say I'd say in regards of of being able to surrender it to God and and find that ability to trust in him what do you think is the best thing to Mm -hmm. to be able to live well during all those struggles yeah well that's a good question Tom um Mm. Well, I think the first thing that's super important is just spending time in the word because there are so many promises that God has for us that we're unaware of unless we are told about it or we read about it. Right. So, you know, promises to be there in the middle of the night when we're crying, when we're upset, you know, promises to be there when times are good. Um, Just all those different blessings that are in scripture that are just so sweet to remember when you are feeling those things, you know, kind of preparing yourself for when the enemy is attacking you with feelings of loneliness or being fearful or upset or just unsure of where your life is taking you in the future. I'm trying to remember the question again. Can you say that again? Do you remember the question? (laughs) Sorry. So what do, you, what do you think is the most important when it comes to people who are single to mm. to be able to find that, that contentness and being yes. able to trust God in more than anything? Yes. Yeah. So the first one, be in the word. The second one is definitely have or find a community, which I know is very hard right now during COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, luckily, I have I've, I had great friends before COVID and I have great friends now during COVID. But I think having a community and being honest with them about your struggles is so important for personal growth and for kind of getting out of your head. I'm someone that I can get very in my head, very ethereal, very kind of wacky sometimes if I'm alone too much. And just having that community of believers that can help ground you and remind you and you know, maybe the Lord laid something on their heart and when they speak it, it really hits a chord with yours. But yeah, having that community has been a lifesaver. And just knowing that you're not in lo- alone in some of these things. Like yeah. I have friends that are, well, let's be real. I went to a Christian college and grew up in Lancaster County. So I have friends that are married, pregnant, have had babies <laughs> or are single. Yeah. And loneliness doesn't disappear these struggles don't disappear once you meet the one or start a family or reach those life goals. But it's something that people can relate to and speak to on different levels. And I think having that community to kind of normalize what you're experiencing and support you in that is just, yeah, so conducive to healing and growth and just being able to bless others with what you're learning. So Okay. And, and where do you find your community personally? So I am blessed with an awesome church community. 
So I experienced this weird thing that I came back from college and it was like I was going to church with new people, even though they were the same people. But since I had been (laughs) gone for three and a half, four years, it was like I became friends with them again because we all changed. Um, Okay. Like who's this outgoing Leela? Yeah. (laughs) She must have become a young life leader. I can can tell she has a a crazy side. (laughs) She's got that young Um, life glow to her. Yeah, there there is. Side note, though, there like Young Life blood runs deep. (laughs) (laughs) If you find out someone else leads Young Life, you have a million things to talk about. Oh, totally. Um, And didn't your mom lead Young Life? She did. Yes, that's wild. Yes, I (laughs) and my daughter will lead Young Life. Anyway, (laughs) there you go. Yep, carry it on. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so it was kind of cool because I returned back to church and became friends with the people that I was friends with before, but then also with new people. Um, And what was fun was I have had a benefit of singleness is just being able to have the time to really pour into relationships, what those relationships deserve and Mm -hmm. what will foster closeness and what will foster just this, you know, being brothers and sisters in Christ so, yeah, we, I actually helped lead the young adults group at my church up until COVID started, about up until COVID started. And that was just such a fun experience. I felt like I was still leading Young Life, but it wasn't Young Life at all. But I would try and yeah. incorporate things and <laughs> okay. it didn't quite fit as much. But <laughs> um, just being able to invest in relationships was so fulfilling and there's so much to learn from people and from friends. And so that community really kind of helped smooth over that time that, you know, I started working because I started working about two weeks after I graduated. So (laughs) they were really able to support me during that time. Yeah. And a little, little young life grandpa wisdom. I mean, I think the best, the best, best investment you can make is an investment in other people. That's mm. really what I feel like I've I've witnessed myself. And you talking about how you invest in others just kind of made me think of that. And it's, it's so true. I mean, mm. investing in other people and being a part of their lives, being there for them, uh, talking deep conversations. It's, it's so, it's so meaningful and it's so cool when you see how God has worked in their lives and what God has, how God has worked in your life and how he's used you to work in their lives. And uh, it's just such a, such an awesome thing to be a part of. And, uh, but, and so as we, uh, as we get closer to wrapping up, was there anything that's been on your heart that you wanted to cover that we really haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Um, I think, I think that's it. I kind of made like a weird Venn diagram. So my thoughts aren't okay. completely organized, but I think hey, that's we okay. hit on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hit on most of them. One thing that I did have written down that we didn't touch on, which mm-hmm. I can touch on really quick, is just, and I think this could probably relate to, you know, having Christ as your foundation, having Christ as your go to, because I don't think that changes when you get married. You know, having Christ True. as, yeah, it's something that you invest in now and it'll help you in future relationships, but kind of fostering that intimacy with God, because what I started realizing actually over the past week, so this is fairly recent, 
All right. Is that I suck at intimacy and just intimacy with the Lord and, you know, feeling comfortable in his presence for long periods of time or, you know, talking with him. And so that's something that I've been kind of working, like talking with him. What what am I trying to say? That's what I've been (laughs) talking with him recently. And I think that is just a really important step before you begin having intimacy with someone else, because what is it supposed to look like if you don't know what it looks like with the Lord? Um, I'm just like sitting in that stillness and wanting to know him deeper and following him. And I guess that's also very related to, you know, being content in singleness is, are you content when it's just you and the Lord or do you want someone else in that equation? And if you want someone else in that equation, then you probably should work on your intimacy with the Lord bet- before that person. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Th- I, think I don't that's know really... if that made sense. No, that makes absolute sense. And and I okay. think it's very important to to gain that intimacy with the Lord and, you know, spending mm-hmm. time in the Word, spending time in prayer and building on that foundational relationship. And that mm-hmm. allows, because part of part of prayer, part of, uh, repentance is being vulnerable. And mm. if you are unable to be vulnerable with the Lord, it's not as easy to be vulnerable with a spouse. And and, uh, and in marriage, it's so important to, to be vulnerable because marriages with two people that are always right don't last. <laughs> and so... What? <laughs> what? So, what? So you have to be able to admit admit your faults, admit when you're wrong, and and just be be open and honest with each other and and that's really an aspect that I don't think I've necessarily thought of before uh, is that that level of intimacy with the Lord and how that can carry over into marriage and how that that's an, an important aspect of it so I really appreciate you you sharing that with us today and um now is there a I know I I talked to you about this and I like to do this every episode is there a verse that's either been on your heart lately or it's your all-time favorite verse uh, what you got? All right. So I had trouble finding like which one I wanted, but I decided to go okay. with the short and sweet one. Um, so it's from Matthew six thirty four, And it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And that's a verse that pops in my head. I don't want to say way too much because I don't think a verse can pop in your head way too much. Yeah. But it's definitely something that the Lord um, keeps bringing to mind as I struggle with worry. I struggle with, you know, I want to plan things in advance, you know. And I think when you're single, it's easy to be like, well, I want to write down a five-year plan. Um, I want to figure out, you know, when is the best time for me to meet someone or... (laughs) Yeah, plan it um, all out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's the whole control thing that I kind of touched on earlier that I I sometimes struggle with. But, you know, as much as we want to worry about the future, the Lord is just like, no, I just want you here in the present. I want you to be with me right now. And worry can only bring you so much, you know, and most of it's negative. It brings you anxiety, stress, and <laughs> all these yeah, no, negative absolutely. things. So it's I'm just not like, sure if worry why... got anybody anywhere, honestly. I don't I don't think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear it if if it did get someone's 
It, if it did get someone somewhere, I would like to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, let me know. But, right, yeah. <laughs> but worry only really brings a slew of negative things. So why not trust God with tomorrow if he already knows everything he knows? Like, nothing brings God by surprise. Like, yeah. this was a mind-blowing thought that I that the Lord just gave me a couple years ago where he's like, Leela, nothing... I'm not surprised by anything. So it's not like I would do some, like, say I would, um, I don't know, get in a car accident. That's very bleak. But the Lord wouldn't be like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't think that would happen. Oh no. Like, what are we going to do? Um, he knew that that was going to happen and he has a bigger plan for it. So why not put your future in the hands of the creator, um, then in your own hands where, as humans, we just mess stuff up and we worry about things and we overthink things. So, yeah, that's why I, I just I love this verse because it's very short and sweet, but it encapsulates a ton. <laughs> no, that's that's so true. And is there anything in particular that the me and the listeners could be praying for you about? Um, I always I don't know why I'm always thrown off by this question, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. I think right now in my life, there's a lot of moving pieces, which is very exciting, but also stressful. So just prayer for guidance during this time of life and that I'm receptive to what the Lord wants rather than what I want, you know, kind of to not hold on to life with white knuckles, but to let the Lord totally have control over it. So, sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be praying. But, Leela, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out and having this conversation. It's been a really great talk with yeah. you and, and gaining a little bit of uh, extra insight. That's really exciting. That's why we're all here. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us and look forward to catching up with you another yes. time. So, uh, yes. everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Get out there and seize the day maximize every chapter in your life. See you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.